Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. We have a testimony in the house this morning. Amen. Do you love testimonies? Wow, then put your hands together. Let's welcome Albert Ted to give us a testimony this morning. Oh, don't stop clapping till he gets here. introduce yourself to us. Hello everybody. My name is Albert. And wow. I'm the GSO for Asia community. Wow. And my testimony is about how I helped the ladies conference a bit. Mm-hmm. And I got a miracle at my workplace. Hey, wow. So, um, tell, us, tell us what happened. About Let's two weeks closer. ago, uh-huh. um, Sister Joy contacted me that, oh, can I print some tickets for the ladies conference? Oh, okay. You are into printing? Yes, please. Wow. Then she asked me the amount. Then okay. I calculated it. But before I, um, like, after I sent her the amount, mm-hmm. I was sitting there and a thought came to me. And I heard it clearly that, why don't you do this for free? For free. Yes. So, so this thought, is, it must have been from the Holy Spirit. I believe Because so. you don't usually do and the business like that. No. So at the time, Carter was around and he was okay. sitting by me. Then I just asked Carter that, Carter, I have a feeling that I should do this thing for should free. do this thing for free. What wow. does he think? Then he said, oh, he thinks it's a good idea. I thinks it's a good idea. Wow. What a friend. Then I decided to try it. So as the weeks, like as time was going, the demand was increasing. Mm-hmm. Because the, we were buying More the people t- wanted to come yes. for the program. Then, then when they asked, we'll do it. You'll do it. Another, another one, free batch. Another free batch. Yes. Wow. But here is the miracle. But after... The tickets started going. I didn't even realize it until Friday. Mm-hmm. And to the glory of God, I realized that the amount of money we're earning weekly, we started earning it within a day. Wow. Yes, we No, did. no, no, no. I don't think you... Wait. I don't think they heard what you were saying. Instrumenta, you said what? The amount of money you were earning Every weekly week. as a business, after you did the free bonto yes. for the ladies' conference, you were earning it what? Day. Every day. Yes, please. Every day. Yes. Oh, I think it's a good opportunity to put your hands together. Something is changing your life. You are going from moving something every week to every day. So wow. So um so I was actually in the office and I was so one day when we closed, I was praying and thanking God. Wow. And when I believe the Holy Spirit reminded me that the only thing like I could the trace it. The only thing you could trace it to was the ticket. Saying that you do it for free, do it for free. Yes. Wow. So Albert, what do you want to tell the church today? I want to tell the church that 
anytime you are doing a business or something mm -hmm. that you can support a mommy's conference. Wow. Maybe once in a while, or if you can do it frequently, you should try and do it as an offering. As an offering. Yes. Please. Sacrifice. And I also want to say that maybe mommy today we are supporting with tickets, but one day we'll be funding your conference. Ah. Amen. You put your hands together for Albert. Amen. One day we'll be supporting you with plane tickets. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together and stand to your feet. Your hand clap is too weak. You should be excited. Hallelujah. Because David said, I would rather spend one day in the house of the Lord than to spend many days, a thousand days in, in elsewhere. Is that okay? It means that as you come into the house of the Lord, you shall live with a blessing. Hallelujah. As you have come into the house of the Lord, you shall never live the same. And we have come to the favorite part of the service. And I must say, today I am super excited because our pastor is in our midst today. Our pastor in our midst today. I want you to put your hands together. Let's welcome our pastor. Yes, joy. Put your hands together for Jesus. I'm happy to see God has kept you alive. He's kept you strong. He's given you victory. He's helping you in all situations. Hallelujah. Give thyself holy is coming on. This year, I want you to decide to make it to this conference, especially because of the title, How I Came to Be Anointed. Some of you, there's no oil on your life. You see, when you see, what is the evidence of the anointing? It's what you see in front of you. Mm -hmm. It's not a case. I'm just asking you to assess it and see. And so go and get some and come. Hello? Hey, the church is very quiet. Oh. Mm. And you see, it is not, some of you are thinking that, oh, anointing is for spiritual things. Me, I'm a you know, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a, it's not just for spiritual things. The kings in the Bible were anointed. The kings. They were anointed to be. If we had anointed rulers, we would not be in IMF as at, as at now. Yeah. And by the way, it's not a bar about the MPP. It's just how things are for us. Uh-oh. Hey, you are very quiet, oh. I, I'll go back where I came from so that... <laughs> Make some noise, somebody. that there are some Uber drivers who are not making it at all and there are some who are making it. Yeah. I don't know what the unbelievers do, but when you are a believer, what you need is the anointing. You alone, you'll be driving people, uh, you'll build house. Yeah. 
I say, you alone, you'll be driving people like you, you build the house. It's, it's just a spiritual thing. Amen. So I want you to purpose in your heart that you're going for house, you know, for this particular give thyself holy. Amen. And you need it. Because what is coming on our nation, if you're not a spiritual person who has supernatural access, you will understand when they say a human being is nation. Yeah. Not as a case. Just, you just look at the practical things that are in front of you. Look at what? How much is a liter of diesel? You see that your face has even cheered. To get to your office, now some of you, you are paying twice what you used to pay. For the first time in a long time in Ghana, I'm seeing people doing calculations. I'll park the car because if I put the fuel as I look at that, oh, come on. Uh, what I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? There are people, your, your, your standard of food is already descending. Where you used to buy proper fish, right now there is only dried fish and keta schoolboys that are featuring your house. I'm talking to you about something very serious. Yeah, something very, very serious. Amen. Are you there? Rice with beans, with Gary, so that it will. What is this? But you see, I don't know about you, but me, I made up my mind, it won't touch me. Me and what I can concerned about. No. How? By supernatural means. Hallelujah. I said what? Hallelujah. By the anointing. So it's up to you. Usually, poverty comes from a certain mind. That's why poverty exists even in wealthy nations. It's a mind that creates it. Yeah. One of it is when you are a Christian, you say the thing that is there, I won't go for it. That's one. Have you seen that you are quiet? Mm. Yeah. That's one of it. How you think. It invents poverty. Mm, you see this thing, if we're going, you say, I don't have money. That's poverty right there. If it was a funeral, you go. Poverty right there. Shame us Hey! How is it possible that the people who don't have money, not only do they go to the funerals, but then they buy the, the jayaba as they are going, the cloth. And they don't wear two, I mean, two different funerals, it's two different but when it's time to sing in the, in the choir, you say you don't have. Uh, please, that's not my message for today. So I'm just telling you that we are going. Amen? And if you are interested in going, I want you to come and see uh, uh, Reverend Isaac immediately after the service. And you should be interested. Yeah. Because this year, we are going to collect anointing. And those of us who will go will come back and you will see our anointing practically. You will see it. Oh, I'll watch online. You are lying. You are lying like a daylight sinner. You are lying. Oh, where in this world are you going to find the number of hours to sit and listen? Your neighbor, don't fool yourself. Don't say what you are saying. Don't say what you are saying. Uh, uh, please, I'm working. Do you think it's for idle people? Collect permission and go. Oh, make you not bring yourself. Anyway, before Give Thyself Holy happens, we also have a convention here, right here, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Bishop Arthur Dixon is going to be in the house. Amen. He's going to be here. A highly prophetic pastor. Very anointed. You need one encounter with the anointing to change your situation in this life. Hallelujah. Are you there? There's a sound. Where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? Somebody locate that noise and kill it. Ah. In fact... Are you there? 
Yeah. Hey, don't add more bass, oh, Mr. <laughs> Hallelujah. The way to increase your, your portion in a prophetic meeting is to increase your, 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 your sensitivity. Are you there? Your sensitivity. Depending on how sensitive you are to spiritual things, that's what will determine how much or what you get from a, a, a spiritual meeting. And because of that, Monday and Tuesday we are fasting. Because many of us, as a rule, we are not sensitive at all. Holy Ghost can be walking around you, cry, you cannot see him, you cannot feel him, you don't know anything. What I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? Have you not been there? Then you see somebody being tired, then you say, hey, uh, it's like, hey, so, hey, something was around. That's what happened, though. Are you there? <laughs> That's what happened to Jacob. He came, he fell asleep, he was tired. But when he slept, he saw some things. I'm saying, hey, son, now where I've come to sleep, God was here. Hallelujah. But we want to make sure that we are sharp. And one of the ways to increase sharpness is prayer and fasting. So we are going to fast tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, 6 to 6. Then we'll gather here 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And we're going to pray. Amen. Are you going to make a good effort to come to the prayer meeting? Powerful. And I believe that God is going to meet us. Hallelujah. Take up your Bible this morning. Please find this. Because I've been away, many of you are backslidden. Go and find your hard copy Bible. The one that you have to turn the page. So you start to ask yourself, is Isaiah before Jeremiah or Jeremiah is before Isaiah? Most of you don't know because you only do crack, 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 crack. You copy to, copy to, which you don't read plenty to. Because your only Bible is on your phone. Lift it up. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, I ask that your presence will be with us. That, Lord, as we share the word today, Lord, let a change come. Let the wind of your spirit be in this place, O oh God. I ask for your presence, O oh God, to touch us. May we not leave here the same way we came, Lord. Let something happen to us in this short time as we've come into your presence. Hallelujah. I'll sing your praises forever. I don't have a voice again, so someone should sing for me. Mm. These days I've been enjoying this song. It's an old song. Here in your courts where I'm close to your throne I found where I belong. Sing it one more time. I'll sing your praises forever. Those finding the song, I need your speed. Why? I beg you. Deeper in love. Too slow. With you. Too slow. I didn't say loud. I said slow. Where I'm close to your throne. I found where I belong. I found where I belong. Let's sing you are holy. You are holy. Holy, Lord, there is none like you. I want you to sing the song this morning. Holy, holy, glory to you. Come on, you want to say you are holy. You are holy. Stand to 
Bible to Genesis chapter 41 this morning, this afternoon. I want to just share a short message with you that I believe is a message for this house. Two full years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the river Nile. In his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. Then he saw seven more cows come up behind them from the Nile, but these were scrawny and thin. These cows stood beside the fat cows on the riverbank. Then the scrawny, thin cows ate the seven healthy fat cows. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up. But he fell asleep again. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time, he saw seven heads of grain, plump and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. And these thin heads swallowed up the seven plump, well-formed heads. Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. But for some people here this morning, it's not a dream. You had seven fat years, or you are in your seven fat years, and you are seeing the dawn of seven thin years. The Bible says that those withered grain, those seven heads of grain that were thin and shriveled had been withered by the east wind. In the Bible, the east wind is a wind that often brings with it evil tidings and problems. We find the east wind in the story of the release of the Israelites from um, Egypt. The east wind brought locusts, and it was the west wind that was needed to carry them away. 
there are times in life, life is hardly ever plain sailing all the time. And sometimes you can look at your spiritual life and see that you had seven good spiritual years. And suddenly you're looking and you are on the day, on the dawn of a time when seven withered years are coming. And I'm talking to some people prophetically in this house. You were a stronger Christian seven years ago than you are today. Am I speaking to someone? Somebody start looking backwards and just start counting. Seven fat years, there was no problem. And somebody, you are in your seven fat years, but seven dry ones are ahead of you. Pastor, are you cursing me? No, I'm warning you. Pharaoh had a dream, and the dream was a warning. And the dream was alerting him to something. Are you in the house? So what did this man do? When he woke up and he realized that there was a problem, because he realized that this dream that he has had, he cannot just go ahead as if nothing was going to happen. The Bible says in verse 8 that his spirit was troubled. It says that he was disturbed. Take us and keep us in the King James, please. His dreams had disturbed him, and he was, was, was not so happy. The Bible says, because his spirit was troubled, he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And he told them his dream. But there was none who could interpret it for him. As you are standing and evaluating your life, I want to ask you who you call to speak to. Who you share what is going on with. Many of us, we call somebody as blind as ourselves. And I want to ask you this morning, how, this afternoon, how the blind is supposed to lead the blind? Just the same way as you cannot see what's ahead, so also they cannot see. And that's why they're giving you certain kinds of advice. As you are telling them how, you are noticing that there's dryness in your financial life. They are advising you to go for a loan. Because they too cannot see. As you are telling them, there's dryness in your spiritual life. They are telling you, oh, don't worry about it. It is common to everyone. It happens all the time. Oh, you know, you used to be a young man, a young lady, so you had time. That's why you were very, you were very spiritual. But right now, dear, I'm talking to somebody in the church. Who are you talking to? There are even people in this house who can give advice that kills. Advice that will take you out of the house of God. Advice that will take you away from the plan of God. And so you must know who you seek counsel from. Pharaoh, he called the people who he knew. The magicians and the astrologers. People who had no direct contact to the God of gods and the king of kings. People whose contact was with the underworld and with the demons who only can see a part of this, the, the situation and not more. Or you didn't know that demons also can see. Mm. You brought them to church with you. They are parked. They are sitting in the car park. They are waiting for you so that you close and go. Oh, yeah. Uh, you didn't know that Satan comes to church at times. Job chapter 1, the Bible says that God was calling his sons. When I read it, you know I'm very provoked. <laughs> ah, you, God is calling his son. They, you, you have added yourself. Because you used to be a, a what? What should you call you? You were a, a previous son who said, 
you are a fallen son. Do you get it? So he has used it to come. Tell him, look, Charlie, when you are a son, you are a son. Even when you are a foolish one, you are a son. I tell him. Hey. Uh, are you there? Yeah. Who are you seeking advice from? If Pharaoh had gotten the wrong person in, they would have really gnashed. They would really have been in trouble. By the grace of God, the Lord had already prepared somebody. I need you to see that many times he has prepared somebody in your life to lead you to the right place. So, when Pharaoh began to speak, that was when his butler remembered. He said, yay. When I was in prison, I met a certain guy. And that guy interpreted my dreams to me. And the interpretation that he gave to me and the baker, it came to pass. The butler was recommending Joseph, but his recommendation was based on the history of Joseph. It was based on the testimony of Joseph. How come you are choosing somebody, there is no evidence of what he has done before, and you are choosing that person to be your advisor? Jimmy Nacho. Hey. Allow me to say it. Some of you, the friend that you have is the worst person that you should ever have. It's true. There are friends there, and when you wake up and you start to describe your problem, the advice that they'll give you, if you were in one hole, by the time you are, they are done with you, you are in... Your life is over. Recently, I had a camp with the young people, and at a point, I don't, I'm not a film person, but... At a point, I felt that God was just leading me to show them a certain documentary. Are you there? Yes. Young lady, you have met a guy who looks like he's all the wealth and he's very wealthy. Hey, Charlie, by the time the guy was done with the girl, she was in debt. In the, at the camp, we calculated the amount of debt she was in. It was going to take her 83 years on a normal salary. Her life was over. Yeah. By the time... <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I said there's a friend in your life. You better... Look. The person must exit. The person must what? Exit. Exit. And you don't go and fight with the person that you must exit. You just, just exit. That's it. That's it. Hey. That's why these days I like archives on the iPhone. When you put it there, you never see the person's text. You never see the person's message. You never see in the picture. You don't, you don't see the person is dead to you, even though it's in the archives. Mm. Are you there? Hey, the church is very quiet. Oh. I'm preaching, preaching a prophetic message to you this morning. I don't have to wear a grass skirt with cowrie shells and put powder on myself. And come walking around for you to understand that what I'm saying to you is a prophetic message to you. I told you, somebody, someone you are in your seven fat years, seven thin ones are coming. Somebody you are already in the seven thin ones. You better sit up and listen closely. Even as a nation, you can see that we have walked into the thin ones. Unless you are in another part of the world. So, Joseph had credentials. When you are in your seventh ten years, look for somebody to speak to based on the person's credentials. 
What were Joseph's credentials? The young man was a wise guy. We spoke to him. The advice he gave us, we have seen it. We saw it. Hey, hmm. you are going for advice to your aunt who is a divorcee. You will divorce. You will divorce. Why not go to the other one? You see, it's not every marriage that there's sweetness inside you. But there's longevity there. Yeah. Are you there? There are people who have decided that we are just not going to divorce. I know a couple like that. When things were knocking, they said, Charlie, we have four children because of our four children. If we divorce, we'll scatter them. So we will just bear one another. When they leave the house, as they have grown, we will separate. The children left the house over 20 years ago. They are still there together. They are aging nicely together. Yeah. Yeah. They have gained, they didn't, they didn't pass. And by the grace of God, God has given them some quality of life that is working for them. Yeah. Amen. But let me come back to my story. <clears throat> so Joseph was called. He was deep in some dungeon and they went to pull him and bring him. Somebody, you are in the dungeon from the place where you are. They will bring you from that place. He said that there is somebody that we knew. I met a young man. He can solve the situation that is in this job. Go and bring him. Joseph's situation was such that when he even came, how he appeared, they had to shave him. They had to change his dress. I see somebody's dress changing. I see somebody being shaved. I see someone being given a different outer because God has seen you. He's laid his hands on you to go and do something for him. They went and picked Joseph like that. And some of you, if you are honest and you look at yourself, you can see that as you have been in church, your outside has changed. Your exterior has changed. You used to look like a scruffy basket that was working. I know some of you who used to look like something from somewhere that didn't belong anywhere, but as you came to the Lord, he has put something on you. You see, you are aware of your problem, so you think that no be anything. But go and stand and have another look in the mirror, and when you look, you say, that, is that me? I don't look like the hungry person that I am. I don't look like the tired person that I am. I don't look like the finished person that I am because God has put you together and made you look like something. He made Joseph look like something. And Joseph was actually coming straight out of the dungeon. And when he came, he listened. Straight out of the dungeon. You see, anointing him. You can put it in the barrel. Close the barrel. Put rope around the barrel. Put a stone on top of the rope and drop it in the sea. If it is anointed. I say, if it is anointed, it will come up. If it is anointed, it will come up. Oh, yes. You don't need to go and bribe anybody or go, no, no, no. If it is anointed, if that is what God has given to you, it will come up. It will do what? It will come up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because some of you are there saying that, Charlie, me, I'm called, but they don't give me chance. You don't need anybody to give you chance. God will give you chance. I said, God will give you chance. Me, the way that I am, I'm not pretty, I'm not noisy, so which man will see me and choose you? I tell you, God's going to, some, somebody will see you and choose you. Yeah. Anyway, so, Joseph came. And when Joseph came, he listened to Pharaoh's dream. And then he began to explain it. 
I think I should read. Let me go to verse 25. Joseph responded. Both of Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. Hey, please, can you adjust this thing for me? It's not really doing its work. Both of Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The seven healthy cows and the seven healthy heads of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. The seven thin scrawny cows that came up later and the seven thin heads of grain withered by the east wind. Can you see the east wind right there? Represents seven years of famine. This will happen just as I've described it. For God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land. But afterward, there will be seven years of famine. So great that all prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. Continue 31. Let me take a look. 32. Continue. Therefore, Joseph is now telling Pharaoh what to do. Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one-fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouse. Store it away and guard it so there will be food in the cities. Hallelujah. Now, when Joseph began to give Pharaoh instructions, I need you to see something. The east wind brought the problem. The east wind represents a supernatural thing that has brought a, a situation. But I need you to see that the solution to it was not a supernatural one. It was not the east wind. It was finding somebody who could do a particular job. Some of you are walking around saying that it is from a certain something that my solution will come. There are times like that. I told you with the other pharaoh, when the locusts were brought by the west wind, they were sent back by the east wind. So sometimes your solution is a spiritual one. Some other times it is not a spiritual one. It's a common sense one. But common sense is not common to common people. And that's why sometimes God must now bring you somebody in your life who now brings that common sense. So you see the solution that Pharaoh, um, that Joseph gave to Pharaoh. Say, you're going to have to find somebody. You're going to have to organize this thing. You're going to have to prepare for what is coming. You have to do this and that. And actually, it worked. Are you there? Let's continue from verse 53. Verse 53. At last... You see, when, when Pharaoh heard this, Pharaoh was wise enough to say that, ha, if this is it, then who else should I find apart from you, Joseph, Joseph no, who is saying? Who else? Some of you would have said, well, let me go and look for somebody who has an economics degree. By the way, they are the ones digging us into this hole that we cannot even understand how to come out of. PhD economics. Something, something law. What again? Hmm. 
statisticians, the people with the qualifications. Joseph's qualification, he was a prisoner. Joseph's qualification, he had been accused of being a rapist. Joseph's qualification, he was a slave. Joseph's qualification, he had been bought in the market. Didn't have anything worth looking after. But he had something the others didn't have. He knew God. He knew God. And that was his credential. That was why when things were happening, God would tell him what is going on. And he came with this plan that was going to work. And Pharaoh was wise enough to see that in spite of the fact that the guy had been a prisoner, this was the person who was going to help him. Some of you, the person who was going to help you is right around you. He said, Joseph, doesn't look good. You are living in the house with your nephew that you have been beating the daylights out of. Meanwhile, that's your solution. Oh, yes. I've told you the story before. I've told you the story of my friend who was the product of an away match that her father, her mother went to try. Her mother tried away. I used to see her and I'll see her brothers and she was as fair. Her hair is like a white man's hair and she was as fair as a white person. And her children, they are, her, her brothers are not just dark. They are dark. So I used to watch. I said, yeah, I know that siblings don't have to be the same color, but this difference is too much. It's too much. So one day after many years of knowing, I gathered courage and I asked her, how come you are so fair? And your brothers are like this. And she laughed. She said, let me tell you a story. She said she was told that her mother tried away. And nobody knew. On the day of her birth, her auntie took her mother to the hospital. And after labor, the child was born. And her aunt looked at the child and she said, Yehovah, let me shepherd. Trouble has come. In those days, we didn't have mobile phones. So she went and found a landline and she called their mother. And said, Ma, arise. Ma said, what has happened? What has happened to your sister? I said, Ma, you just arise. So her mother arose. <laughs> and when her mother arrived, she said, what is it? What is it? Just take a look. I'm outside. Would you take a look? And then we shall talk. So her mother entered into the ward. And the child was lying there wrapped in swaddling clothes. And the mother uncovered in Jehovah. It was a girl child. Half white. Her mother covered and came outside and said, what are we going to do? The sister said, what are we going to do? She said, I don't know. And they took the phone and they called the uncles. Uncles! Arrive. And the uncles and when they came, they said, what is the problem? What has happened to our daughter? And what has happened? And she died in They said, she is alive and well, but please, just enter. <laughs> and, and, and take a look. So, the ankles went. They had a look. <clears throat> Normally, you are supposed to say, but as they had a look, <clears throat> we are coming. And they exited. <laughs> and they went to stand outside. And the lady said, Gentlemen, what shall we do? He said, This one, it has overed us. Mumanyan Frebus, you are paying. 
No So they called the busia pain of Visya Pinky. They said that. So what's the problem? He said that pocho. With all due respect. Ebusia Pin took a look and came outside. His club had fallen halfway. And he came to stand there. And while they were standing, deciding what to do, the woman's husband had been, meanwhile, in the house waiting to celebrate the birth of his child. He said, Why are they not coming? Why are they not coming? He waited, waited, waited. They were not coming. So at the point, he said, look, I better pick up my feet and go to the hospital for myself and see what's going on. And as he descended the hill towards the hospital, his in-laws, everybody was at the hospital. So he arrived. And then he tried to, oh, I said, I said, more. But please, we, the child is, is we will we'll sort it out. The man went to have a look at the child and discovered that his wife had tried away with a white man and he had a half-caste child. And he knew that the way people are, people will laugh at you. That your wife has gone, tried away out, you were there, are you not a man? He went back to his house and the woman's people followed up later to say, what are we going to do? And that is when this man spoke some wisdom that few have. The man spoke to them and said, it is my wife who has tried away and brought a problem. But the child, the child is guiltless. I will name the child just as I named all my other children. And I will look after the child. The man, the, the family, they were shocked. And they did exactly, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. And he named my friend. Little did he know some years ahead, he was going to lose everything that he had. He did not know that he was going to need a Joseph. And the Joseph God had provided him was that half-caste child. The half-caste child rose out of poverty, looked after his younger children, because he married again. Looked after his younger children, built he himself the house that he lived in until he died. His Joseph was a baby. I wonder what format your Joseph has as of now. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, be very careful how you handle the people who are around you. Per chance, per chance, that's your Joseph. Looking like a scrawny bat. Have you seen a bat before? But bats, they don't have any meat. A scrawny bat. But Charlie, you are a lady and you have somebody's child living with you. Be careful. Be what? Do I have to say more? Be what? Your lady, you have a stepchild. Be. That one to have another story. I'll bust you another day. Yeah. One of my colleagues was a stepchild with a wicked stepmother. Oh, yes. She used to beat the daylight out of him. His brother has a mark on his forehead from there to there where she hit him on the door. The door cracked his skull and broke the skull. Yeah. 
And my friend as an SHS student, in those days it was not SHS, it was secondary school, form three, he had broken his leg. The woman wouldn't take him to hospital. He said, you, it's your foolishness that's broken him. Put him on the bus, Accra to Boku, with the broken leg. Yeah. No, Kumasi to Boku, they were living in Kumasi. Hey, are you there? Mm. That's how the woman was. But I don't know, for some reason, my friend always said, I don't know about this woman. But one day, when my friend was now a PhD holder, had a proper job. Now, dear, when he used to come to the house, the mom would give him face. Because what had happened? How the father had left their mother to go for her. <laughs> the man was now preparing to leave her to go for somebody. And now her food was coming from the boy she put on a bus with a broken leg to go and sort out in Boko. Be careful what you do to your Joseph. I'm finishing my preaching. <laughs> Genesis chapter 41. I'm reading from verse 15. If you can understand prophetic things, it's up to you. At last, the seven years of bumper crops throughout the land of Egypt came to an end. You see, the effect of Joseph's coming was that there was even a delay in the onset of the seven years. Do you get it? Because by the time it started, they had stored so much food that they could still eat. It was not a problem. Yes. But eventually, eventually the famine came. The famine also struck all the surrounding countries. But throughout Egypt, there was what? Plenty of food. Yes, it may be your famine years. But if you allow your Joseph to work, you will have plenty of food. Yes, it may be your seven years that don't look so good. But if you will allow God to lead you, you have more than you even had before. Yes, it may be seven years where your business is looking like this and like that. But if you will rely on the God who has called you, he will see you through it and you will even wonder, are these my seven good years or my seven dry ones? Which one? Egypt was prospering in the middle of their famine. Mm. But eventually, the famine spread throughout the land of Egypt as well. And when the people cried out to Pharaoh for food, he told them, go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. In a time of famine, that's not a time to be foolish. Do you understand? That's not a time to run around collecting advice from people with no credentials. That's not the time to forget God. That's not the time to panic. But it's the time to turn around and say, the same God who rescued the land of Egypt, and by the way, rescued also the nations around Egypt. That God, he's still alive today. We don't know what lies ahead in front of us. We don't know. I said, we don't know. Your caller, 15%. It was finished even before it arrived. Ah, please calculate your, your salary. Calculate 15% of the salary and see whether what I'm saying is true or it's not true. If your salary is 2,000, what is 15% of 2,000? Is some what 2,200 about 226 something 
something, 300 something. It will not even soon, what, one week? Mm. Are you there? And then we must go to the government and bargain from where? You don't understand. Tell anybody, you don't understand. Understand. You don't understand. You're an SHS guy. Your, your school has no food, but you, you eat every day. Three times a day, regardless of what's going on. But that is if you turn your face and go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this afternoon. And begin to talk to God. And ask him, where am I, Lord? Am I in the seven years of abundance? Or in the seven years of famine? Am I in the middle or at the beginning? And by the way, Lord, where is my Joseph and who is my Joseph? Lord, grant me the grace to see and to know who Joseph is. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Lift your voice. Begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and pray. Oh, yes. Show me where I am, Lord. Find every spirit of fear. It will not do you any good. When you are afraid, your brain does not work properly. Throw it out. And become a supernatural spiritual person. Oh yes, lift up your voice and speak to God. Oh, somebody, I see it pass over you. I see it pass over you. Somebody, you are in the middle of the famine, but you are going to see your Joseph, you are going to see your way out, you are going to hear clearly, and you are going to do what you must do. Talk to him, talk to him, talk to the Lord. Oh, we bind every spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, Ah, you will, you will see it with your eyes, but it will not enter your house. It will not touch you. You are the one who is even going to be helping some around you, feeding some who are around you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. You, dear, you have not given your life to Jesus. Please, then you are not yet ready to start. I beg you, you need to receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you want to receive Jesus? Let me see your right hand. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord 
and as your Savior. He is the beginning of it all. You are there. Maybe I cannot see you, but you want to receive Jesus. Just come to me. Step out and come. Just come to me. I want to pray with you and lead you. Anyone else, no just come. Release. Just come. It We're going to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Come running to the mercy God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come running. I'm waiting for two more people. Running. Just step out and come. Come running. Come. Jesus is waiting for you. Run out and come. to bow down your head and pray this prayer after me like it is your own prayer, okay? Lift up your two hands like this. Lift it like this. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me with your blood. Clean me from every sin. Please write my name in your book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior and you are my lord i thank you faith i thank you for saving me in jesus name amen we believe that you have been blessed by this message for more information you can follow us on facebook fountain of life cathedral and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.